Hello and welcome to the Women in Leadership podcast with me, Angie Mazzetti. You know, people waste years of their life and many times give up on their dreams because they don't have a proven path to follow. Kelly Roach is a business coach from the United States. She's a former NFL cheerleader, a health and fitness nut by her own admission, and she's a mother. No one person can have all the skills, all the knowledge, all the expertise, and all the time to do anything big and powerful and impactful in the world. But when you assemble a group of people together, it's really limitless in terms of what you can accomplish. She's this episode's guest on the Women in Leadership podcast. One of the reasons I was keen to talk to Kelly is that she's also into podcasts. And as you will hear later on, her advice about funding podcasts is not to get sponsorship for your podcast, but to use it as a sales funnel. I've been putting her advice into action and I'm glad to say it's actually working. We're now producing podcasts for other organisations through Ocarina Productions. But that's not all. Kelly has lots of other really practical advice for career women or anybody interested in leadership. Kelly, will you tell us a little bit about who you are? Because our Irish audience, or our American audience, will of course know you very well. But tell us about your career in the NFL. Sure, absolutely. So I have a kind of an interesting story. So, you know, when I was in college, I had grown up, I was always a competitive dancer and cheerleader. I was an All-American All-Star. And I also came from a family that really struggled with both money financially. And so I was always kind of working three jobs all through college, trying to pay the bills and, you know, trying to keep my head afloat. And I had selected the school that I went to because it was the place I was going to be in the least amount of debt when I got done, which was very important to me. So, when I got there, I realized that, you know, with with that choice of the school that I went to, they didn't have a Division One dance team or a Division One cheerleading team, which in the United States is like, you know, the highest level from a performance and competition standpoint. So I said, how do I keep growing? How do I keep learning? How do I keep uh, moving forward with this passion of mine? And, you know, I had to work a bunch of different jobs all through school anyway. And I said, you know, why not add this into the mix, audition for the NFL and, uh, you know, take it to the pro level. So, you know, for anyone that's not familiar with the NFL, that's our National Football League in the United States. And it's the highest kind of level in terms of dance performance or cheerleading or whatever, you know, whichever way you want to look at it. And so I auditioned for that. And so while I was in school, that was one of my many jobs. I got to be a professional cheerleader, which was a ton of fun. Um, but it's it's very much an experience, Angie, that most people don't realize all the components of it from speaking to the press, to doing charity events, to networking, to public speaking, and all the other behind the scenes elements that come with that job, which I feel very much prepared me and propelled me. When I graduated college, I immediately joined a Fortune 500 firm and I was able to get promoted seven times in my first eight years. So, you know, it it was a great experience. It was a challenging one. It took a lot of discipline, very hard work. Um, but it was, it was a great experience and I think it shaped me and I think it prepared me for a great and, and very successful corporate career before starting my own business, which now of course I do business growth strategy and, and peak performance coaching for entrepreneurs around the world. So those skills that you learned are very transferable into the workplace, well, into life, I would imagine. Um, tell us a little bit about how they're useful in business, you know, you know, being prepared to talk to the press and do the networking, which is so important, particularly for women. I don't think we do enough of it. But tell us about how those skills helped you propel your career. 
For sure. Well, I think the confidence and the emotional intelligence that's required to go from speaking with the CEO to speaking with an average Joe and being able to toggle back and forth with ease is very important. It's very important in business to be able to relate and quickly build rapport with whoever it is that you're going to be interacting with. And so I think that was a big piece of things. And, you know, I had to really sell myself. You know, I was competing against hundreds of girls to get one of 32 spots on that team. And that sales mentality is the same approach that I brought to my Fortune 500 career, which allowed me to move up very quickly. And, uh, you know, I had CEOs actually flying in from other parts of the world to come in and study what was happening in my area because we were making such big waves in terms of the growth and the profit that we were achieving and the things that we are we were doing that no one else had been able to achieve before. And do you just have a very can-do attitude, that energy that you bring, is, is that a key to it? Yeah, I think attitude is everything. I think that mindset is everything. And I think mindset always comes, um, you know, before the mechanics, which I say very frequently. Um, I, I think that the mindset and mentality that you bring to any situation ultimately determines your outcome and your results. And for me, you know, I had always, you know, grown up with this um, kind of stress in my house about money and finances and how are we going to get by and how are we going to pay the bills and and never never wanted to experience that again. And I knew that if I didn't want to experience that again, I had to kind of build the traps that would allow me to make money and, and, you know, have control over my finances. And, and I definitely believe learning how to do public speaking, learning how to do sales, learning about marketing, learning how to present yourself, learning how to connect and engage and influence people. I mean, these are invaluable skills, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what type of career you want to have, uh, their, their success and, and life skills. Now you say that you had the mindset, but what would your attitude or what advice would you give to people who've maybe had a similar upbringing? Because many people do struggle for money in, in families, particularly nowadays. You know, how do you get out of that mindset set that kind of, it's almost inbuilt in you that, well, we're never going to get anywhere because our people have always been poor and we're never going to get out of this mess. How do you do that flip in your mindset? You know, is there, is there a knack to it or do you just have to make up your mind and saying that was then, this is now and we're moving on? Yeah, I think that it's it's a muscle that you build over the course of your life. And that muscle is kind of your ability to process a setback or a challenge or an obstacle quickly, decide what to do about it, and remove the emotion so that you can move forward in a productive way. And, you know, I teach my clients that that is a muscle and it is a skill set that you actually have to work on building. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. And, you know, however long it takes you to bounce back from a challenge or setback or however much or little accountability you take for that is going to have a massive impact on your ability to keep moving forward in spite of the challenges and obstacles and turbulence that just come with being human, right? That's never going to change. So it's really about how do you respond? How do you react? And, and how quickly can you bounce back and keep moving forward? Is bringing other people with you another element of that? You know, like it's it's all right to battle against the world or against obstacles, but do you really need to build momentum by building people around you as well? Yes. And I think as an entrepreneur and as an entrepreneurial coach, one of the things that I find over and over again is that, you know, 
most people don't understand how limited they are as one person, but how powerful they are in assembling a team. And no one person can have all the skills, all the knowledge, all the expertise, and all the time to do anything big and powerful and impactful in the world. But when you assemble a group of people together, it's really limitless in terms of what you can accomplish. So I actually have specific programs, Angie, where I teach people leadership and management and how to assemble a winning team and then how to coach them to peak performance. Because I find that that's one of the things, especially with entrepreneurs, that they're really lacking is that understanding of how important their role in leading others will be in accomplishing their ultimate goals. Now, your book, Unstoppable, The Nine Principles of Unlimited Success in Business and in Life, I think it's a great title because so many people do, you know, get stopped and frequently they stop themselves. <laughs> How do you, um, would you, do you want to give us a sneak preview of some of those nine principles? For sure. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and first of all, let me back up and say the reason why I created this book was I find people flailing all over the place, Angie, um, doing a million different things um, and, and still finding themselves unhappy, whether it's that they build a successful business, but they compromise their life in order to get it, or they have a great lifestyle, but they're always struggling with money. Um, you know, I, I wanted to give people a tangible, simple path that they could follow to bring together financial abundance, inner peace, and living a life of, of meaning, fulfillment, and impact. And, and that's what the book is all about. So in the book, I really have three sections. The first section is about financial abundance, and it's all about the mindset, the strategies, and the tools that you will need in order to become financially free and, and to bring financial abundance into your life. The second one is about freedom because without freedom, you can't choose to live a life of purpose and meaning and fulfillment if you have no freedom. And then the third one is about unstoppable success. And that's really about bringing it all together to live a life that reflects your core values that allows you to bring together what's most important to you um, on your path forward. Um, the second one, freedom. Would you go through that? Because I think it has kind of different uh, connotations in the US than it does here. What exactly do you mean by freedom? Yeah, so I think there's lots of different types of freedom. There's freedom of time. There's freedom of money, financial freedom. There's freedom of choice. And there's freedom to live a life that's your own masterpiece. And the section in the book that focuses on freedom is really to help you bring all four of those types of freedoms together. And the very first chapter in part two, which is about freedom, is on leadership. So funny that you should bring that up. You know, leadership is the number one element that will allow you to accomplish freedom in your career, in your business, in your life. Because if you don't have the ability to assemble a group of people to help you to achieve whatever objective you're striving for, that leaves you spending all of your time kind of down in the weeds, down in the trenches, scrambling and struggling, right? Um, you know, not allowing you to elevate, to work in your genius zone and to evolve into your highest level of thinking and your highest level of creativity and your highest level of, of human development and growth, really. So the first part is about leadership. The second part is about business mastery. So obviously to accomplish freedom, you have to have a certain skill set. 
There are specific skills. Um, there are specific things that you need to put in place in your business or in your career in order to have freedom financially and freedom of time. And so that's what that's about. And then the third chapter within the freedom portion of the book is about investing in yourself. And most people, Angie, see spending money on courses or working with a coach or joining a mastermind or going to events, they see it as an expense or as a luxury, which is such a misnomer because, you know, almost everything that you want out of life, there's someone out there who's already achieved it who has developed a step-by-step system in which it's going to allow you to then take that system and implement it for yourself to generate that result. So, you know, people waste years of their life and many times give up on their dreams because they don't have a proven path to follow. If you're willing to invest in yourself daily, then you can take the learnings of, you know, other industry leaders, stand on their shoulders and, and accomplish that for yourself. I like what you say there about uh, getting the skills to put in place, but you can't have all the skills. So how do you you know, get the skills or do you find someone else with the skills to help you achieve your goals? How do you manage that one? So important. And I talk a lot in the book about being the CEO of your business and being the CEO of your life in which you operate in your genius zone and you outsource or you delegate or you be, build a team around you to do all of the things that are outside of your genius zone or that someone can do better, faster, cheaper, smarter than you can, which in a lot of cases, I mean, we're not all going to be good at everything. And so that's a critical part of, of accomplishing big goals and dreams. One of the things I think a lot of women, you know, have, um, worries about is, you know, managing their, their work life balance, their home life. They like to have a partner, a husband, a wife, whatever. Um, you know, you've managed to do that really well and retire your husband, the blurb says, how did you manage that? And how's he doing? <laughs> He is doing amazing. My daughter Madison is three now. So um, he has just done an unbelievable job. And you can see it in the level of confidence and, and development that Madison's had so quickly being home with him, which has been absolutely awesome. So I'm so proud of him and, and how he stepped up as a dad. But for us, it was just really important. You know, we felt that if we were going to have kids, we wanted to be the ones raising them. And we didn't want to have them in daycare. And that was something that we had decided on as a couple, even before we got married. We knew that was important to us. And we didn't know how we were going to make that happen or what that was going to look like, but we knew that that was going to be important to us. And so, you know, when I found out I was pregnant with Madison, um, I really began to shift my focus into systems, automation, and scale. And I really spent the past almost, I guess, four years now since I was, you know, pregnant with Madison, really working on automation and systems and, and leverage in my business. And I, I went from a place where I was doing almost all one-to-one -one coaching to then moving into group programs, online courses, masterminds, uh, audio programs, VIP days. So, so just into many more streams of income, a much more leveraged model. And it's allowed me to work less and earn significantly more, which, which makes us, you know, in a position that I can you know, have him home and, and we don't have to worry about money and we can be comfortable as a family. Sure. Um, you have uh, still have a strong belief in the, the connection between exercise and empowerment. Well, as a dancer, that's that seems reasonable and seems very intelligent. Tell me about your belief uh, about the link between exercise and empowerment. 
Oh, it's so important. I mean, I, I think there's a, a recent hashtag that came out that said sitting is the new smoking. I don't know if you've seen that, but I, I, I absolutely believe that. I think our lifestyle uh, is definitely so dangerous to our health. And I, I really feel that um, we're putting ourselves at great risk in in the way that, you know, we avoid or ignore the needs that our bodies have and and it's caused so many health issues so many problems for people so much disease and and to me i feel like to be your best self and to operate at peak and to achieve your goals you have to have the energy to do that and and i think that is where people are really missing it i don't think people realize how depleted they are and how much they are really lacking in creativity and lacking in performing at their best and lacking in having the the kind of mind power that they need to achieve their goals because they're so energetically drained. They're so physically drained. And so, you know, I, I think one of the easiest ways to improve your performance and to gain more control over your results is to get moving. You know, I try to use a standing desk as much as I can. I walk outside when I'm taking client calls. You know, I try to find every way possible to integrate exercise into my workday because I know that I can't operate at my best if I'm just sitting in a chair stagnant all day long. True. Um, you have a, another section on productivity tricks. What do you mean by productivity tricks? Sure. So, you know, one of the things, one of the complaints that I hear from people virtually every single day is I just don't have enough time. And we all have the same 24 hours in, in the day, right? And some people run eight or nine companies. Some people run a billion dollar operation while other people are struggling and say they don't have enough time and they're running a $50,000 one. Um, and, and the thing that I found, Angie, is it's not how much time you have. It's how much, it's how you use the time that you have. And most people major in minor things. And so the results that they get coincide with that. If you want to see significant results, you have to align and act in congruency with the results that you want. And that's why I get back again to teamwork, delegation, outsourcing, you know, building a team around you, getting help. Um, and that can be whether it's personally someone to clean your house or to help with running errands or, you know, batching tasks or whatever the case, or it could be professionally in your job or your career. Um, but, but again, you know, your time has to align with the outcomes that you want. And if you are spending the majority of your time on minor things that are not the big rocks that are going to move you forward, then your results are going to directly correlate with that I love that particularly the one about getting someone to help you clean the house I know so many busy women who spend so much time cleaning their house instead of getting on with enjoying life as well so thank you for that that was really good advice and um, now another thing you do is talk about monetizing podcasts tell me how do I do that <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So the podcast has been one of the best, best business decisions that we ever made. And it's where we get a lot of our high end uh, coaching clients from now. And essentially, you know, your your podcast is a funnel uh, for your business. And I think by starting with the end in mind, obviously, you, you have to begin with presenting compelling, amazing content that people want to tune in to listen to every week. But there's so much more to it than just putting up a show. Um, you know, it's reverse engineering the topics that you personally 
personally teach on and the shows that you as an individual do with a specific uh, curiosity and build up to an opt in point that gets them on your list and then having, you know, a strategic follow up plan or funnel that's going to lead them to a buying decision. I think a lot of people that create podcasts are waiting and hoping for that day that they're going to be able to get a sponsor on their show. And I truly don't believe that is the best way to monetize your podcast because you're essentially taking your advertising time and your affinity and rapport that you've built with your audience and and turning it over to someone else for a few thousand dollars a month when you could be funneling those people into your own products, programs, and services when done the right way. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot more money in podcasting than people realize, but I do think you have to put the time and thought into kind of the reverse engineering of how you're getting a listener onto your email list and then how you're getting them from the email list onto a product or a program or, or into your services. Thank you very much for that, Kelly. Before we leave you, would you want to give us maybe top three or top five tips for women in particular who have ambition to lead? What would your top five tips be? Yeah, well, number one is get help. Um, you know, we talked about it already multiple times on this show. You know, I think women in particular struggle to ask for help. They struggle with feeling guilty when they get help. Um, and they avoid, you know, getting the support that they, in fact, deserve in many instances. So the number one is definitely get help. Number two is, you know, break your goals down into reasonable actions that you can do on a daily basis. Most women have a lot on their plates besides just one, you know, none of us live like these one dimensional lives anymore. We all have three or four or five different things going on. And so you have to look at your goal, break it down into milestones, break your milestones down into actionable things that you can do on a daily basis, and then just commit to moving forward with whatever time that you do have each day. So no amount of time is too small. You just have to use the time that you have well. Um, so I, I think that's another big one. I think three is just align yourself and associate yourself with people that can help you. Um, go find someone that's doing what you want to do or has achieved what you had hoped to achieve and go get started working with them. Um, I, I think that's I think that's a big part is skip over the trial and error and the guess and test method and, and you know, get a proven system. So that would be uh, number three. Um, I would say number four, take care of yourself because I think women in many instances um, ignore their health and and sacrifice their well-being to take care of other people. And, you know, that's a recipe for burnout and it's also going to stand in the way of you accomplishing your goals. Um, and then number five, just keep dreaming, you know, keep believing in yourself, keep taking action. It's better that it takes you a long time to accomplish that goal or dream than to not accomplish it altogether. Thank you for that. That was fantastic. Kelly, do you want to give us the name of your book and where we can buy it just before we finish up? Yes, definitely. So uh, Unstoppable Nine Principles for Unlimited Success in Business and in Life. You can find the book on Amazon by searching Kelly Roach Unstoppable, or you can go to my website at kellyroachcoaching.com. All my best stuff for under 10 bucks. It's a great way to get started on your journey of creating unlimited success in both business and in life. And that was the energetic and very practical Kelly Roach from kellyroachcoaching.com, our guest on the Women in Leadership podcast. Well, International Women's Day is coming up this week, so use the opportunity to go to events and to make your case for greater diversity in your workplace and in your environment and even in your family. Make your voice heard and remember women are at least 51% of the population and women have the right to sit at the decision-making table. 
If you'd like to get in touch with us, please email info at womeninleadership.ie and check out the website womeninleadership.ie. Do sign up for the monthly newsletter too and get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Until the next time, from me and Jim Zetti and all the team here, goodbye and take care and enjoy celebrating International Women's Day. Thank you.